Yeah, go ahead and just put more bologna on that sandwich. Like, all of it that you have. I'm Sam. So, how you liking it here in the States? I'm Jackie. Ah, Paris. The city of love. And also a very dead hostage. I'm Justin, and this is Rage and Honor on Sneaker Madness. Hello and welcome to Stinker Madness. This week on the show, we've got uh, Cynthia Rothrock and I think Richard Norton's first appearance, which is kind of surprising. Also, Brian Thompson and uh, Catherine Bach in 1992's Rage and Honor, currently streaming on Amazon Prime. We didn't do Eliminator 3000. The gun had eight barrels. No, no. I think we did a streaming do's and don't on that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I do think this is his first, which is very uh, strange. It might be Jackie's first movie she's ever seen with Richard Norton in it. It might not really be his first because he may have been doubling for Norris in one of the Norris episodes. That's true. Um, Are we talking about Peyton Manning? You think he looks like Peyton Manning? Yeah. I do not. (laughs) But yes, the main dude, Richard Norton. Yeah, he looks like Peyton Manning. Okay. All right. Yeah. Interesting. That was my first thought, and I blurted it out. Peyton Manning's in this? No, Peyton Manning was in Captain America. Yeah, that guy looks like Peyton Manning. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sam, what do you know about Raging Honor? Well, first off, we the movie starts, and you get this like weird IRS media thing, and you're like, what mm-hmm. the fuck? I have never seen I, an IRS yeah. movie. And so that was where I was like, I got to find out who the hell these people are. It's actually uh, Miles Copeland III, Stuart Copeland's brother. Okay. Who was the manager of the police. He started IRS Media as a record company. Interesting. Bengals did a lot of... uh, Dead Kennedys, I think, did an out. He's... I don't know which ones were specifically under the label. I also know that Shakes the Clown was done by, produced by him. Okay. And possibly, but probably not Eraserhead. Hmm. But yeah, that's who it is. And apparently I had to dig up a, in order to find it, I had to get it to find an article from the New York Times in 1993, <laughs> uh, around the time that these movies were coming out. And they were talking about this new rogue studio that was really shaking things up independently. And I was like, were they watching the fucking movies? Right. Because, yeah, everything he says about it is true. It's like, oh, we, you know, we only have to get an audience of about 200,000, maybe a little bit more. Really, we're, what he was saying is that we just sell movies to Blockbuster and they end up on these spots of the shelves and they get rented this many times, regardless of what happens, because people like myself would go to Blockbuster and... And they would go directly to the karate section, and they would get movies like this. Mm-hmm. I didn't get this one specifically, but had I watched this when I was a kid, I probably would have watched it two or three times before I took it back to Blockbuster. Okay. So that's high praise. They, all of the pictures, it was just $2 million. That's what he was going to make it for. Okay. Uh, the thing that I find odd is that he was slinging the soundtracks on the side, and for a guy that used to manage the police, the music in this sucked. It's real bad. Yeah, like especially the non-diegetic or the diegetic music, like the yeah. the band that plays. I was like, whose the, butt is this butt? Because it's butt. It's L.A. band. Mm, yeah, and yeah. You know, quote unquote, it LA is band. L.A. band <laughs> because L.A. band is like. It happened once with Guns N' Roses, and other than that, it's like a guy from eight 
there's eight different people from eight other bands that all had a different theme. And these people have stuck to the old band's theme and they're just up there and they're like a mishmash of five different genres and they're playing crappy Guns N' Roses. Yep. yep. Yeah, it was it was embarrassing. <laughs> what a shithole. <laughs> LA band sucks. LA. I my aunt was always like, oh, yeah, my friend, her her boyfriend's in L.A. band. And I was like, I'm not going to go to fucking L.A. band. I'm 16 and I don't even want to go to L.A. band because I know it sucks. Is there anything that L.A. prefaces that's good? Like L.A. looks? L.A. gear? N- none of it's good. None of it's good. <laughs> There's a line in the movie where Richard Norton is like, is everyone in L.A. an asshole? And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> Uh, oddly enough, little sort of off the periphery of the Copelands, their father, Miles Copeland Jr., mm-hmm. was the guy that masterminded the coups in Syria and Iran. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's a weird family. <laughs> yeah, and his mom was an archaeologist that was actually a British secret agent. And I think that... What? Is this all true? Yeah. Yes! And I think that their daughter is now a major uh music musical like a Sondheim person on broadway i, I don't know yeah. i didn't go any farther than miles copeland jr because he was fascinating the cia was like apparently the brits are on to they're gonna they're gonna whack nasser go find out if that's a good idea and he's like, I'm already on this because, you know, I'm married to British intelligence, apparently. Like, he was one of the first people in the building at CIA. Okay. Like, when the Central Intelligence Agency was founded, he was one of the first people in the building. And so he goes to Nasser and he's like, yeah, they're going to try to kill you. He's like, how are they going to do it? I don't know. Let's figure it out. And he was barely buddies with him. And so Nasser never got whacked because he's like, yeah, they're going to kill you. You should, like, fly right. Step lightly. Also, uh, don't stand so close to me. Boo. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, Terrence Winkless Jr., the director of this film, who makes a more than Hitchcockian cameo mm-hmm. as the truck driving farmer at the end of the movie, mm-hmm. does that in all of his movies, apparently. He also has a... He's always the truck driving. <laughs> no, he just puts himself in the movie for oh, okay. a little bit more than Hitchcock would have put himself in the movie for. But he seems to also have a band of people he likes to work with, including Terry Trace and Alex Datcher and Stephen Davies, who were uh, Datcher wasn't in the nest, but Davies was the exterminator in the nest, the hero of the film mm-hmm. of sorts. And then Terry Trace was obviously the mad scientist in that. So I guess he just likes these people and makes really crappy movies. He did Blood Fist as well. Yeah. The thing that is most interesting about him is that he did 10 episodes of a series that went for 46 episodes, which I can't believe. It was called 18 Wheels of Justice. What? And the two big names in 18 Wheels of Justice are G. Gordon Liddy and Billy D. fucking Williams. Are you fucking kidding me? I'm not fucking kidding you. It's real. Oh, my God. What a weird idea. And it made 47 episodes? 46 episodes. G. Gordon... Is the only one in all 46. Billy D was in 26. Oh, man. Well, after Billy D walks away, I'm not watching the rest of that. That's for damn sure. He could have just been recurring. He might have been in the whole series, but only every other episode or something. So I'm I'm guessing G. Gordon is the truck driver. I couldn't really make heads or tails of it. Like I really just 
go, this exists, I must find it. Why G. Gordon Liddy? Look at G. Gordon Liddy's whole life and go, this guy? (laughs) Why any of it, yeah. Why any of it? Weird. I used to listen to that guy's show before he became, like, really pandering to the gun owners. Mm. I I thought he was kind of fun for a long time. Not that I hated when he started pandering to the gun owners, because then he had those uh, calendars that came out with the... The super boobs and the machine guns. Do you remember those? <laughs> yes. Those were great. <laughs> it was like uh, Andy Sedaris, the calendar. Yeah, I don't know. Like every time, like I'd like to criticize G. Gordon Liddy for a second. I'm like, nah, I'm fine with it. Whatever. <laughs> He's got boobs. Fucking high treason, the whole thing. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anything else? Rage and honor. Uh, Norton was Stevie Nicks' bodyguard for a while. Hmm. Okay. I mean, Norton is just interesting. He's still working. He was in, uh, he was one of the main, he was the main imperator in uh, Max, Mad Max Fury Road mm-hmm, or whatever. Mm-hmm. If you start looking, doing an image search of him, everyone and their dog, Scarlett Johansson, he's got a picture with every, like, he knows everybody. Hmm. And then uh, Brian Thompson and Cynthia Rothrock are still working three to four movies a year, too. Right, right. They're crap. Yeah. But yeah. I wonder. Some of the stuff Thompson does is he'll take a he'll take a a ten line part for a better movie though, whereas the others don't. Uh, Rothrock doesn't necessarily have that option. No, huh. she gets to be her. Yeah, I hear she's a fun follow on Twitter. I haven't checked. I haven't it out. checked that out either. I might have to do that. Uh, interesting. Um, Catherine Bach is in Catherine this. Bach. Like, why? Mm-hmm. Like when you're like, oh, we got Catherine Bach. You're like, why? Who's Catherine Bach? Why would you do that? Dixie or Daisy Duke. She's the uh, great granddaughter of uh, Johann Sebastian. No, no. Which character was she? No, she's not. The the police chief. She's the police chief. Oh, that was in like two scenes? Yeah. Maybe three? And she was Daisy Duke. She looked like Hammered. She looked like Hammered Hell. Like she had been, she had a bit of a red nose, if you uh, catch my meaning. It's all that moonshine running. Yeah, right. Looks like them Duke boys have had it again. All this, just not pay taxes. <laughs> They've wrecked 72, 69 chargers a month. It's just awful, like, how much I used to love that show, and now looking at everything surrounding it going, huh, yeah, that's not good. Like, none of it. None of it's good. None of it's good. Uh, thanks. Thanks, Duke boys, for putting us where we are today. <laughs> What was what's the horn? It's, it's Dixie. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it! The fucking Dukes of Hazard. We just watched like two movies in a row that spawned the Dukes of Hazard discussion. Yeah, because we talked last week about uh, Roscoe P. Coltrane. <laughs> well, that the Dukes of Hazard is born because of White Lightning and uh, Gator. That's yeah, it's true. Th- he they just split. Gator in half and made them two guys. Yeah, right. Okay, are we ready to get into it? Yes. Okay, so I'm pretty confused about who everybody is and what they're doing in this movie because Cynthia Rothrock's character, Chris Fairfield, I think is her name. Fairchild. Fairchild is a high school teacher? Is that? No, she's she's a karate teacher. Then why is she walking around in high school? Yeah, dude, she's a high school she's... teacher that, that moonlights as a karate instructor. And then uses really? the school's copier to make her flyers that she sticks on people's cars <laughs> in the wind. 
<laughs> that shit used to work. Well, you know, because they're going to stick on your windshield. Yeah, so she's wrapping up teacher day and leaving to go home. And one of her students, I, I guess he's a, a student. He seems pretty old. For, I think he's a student. Yeah. Uh, he is following her with a video camera because... Video camera plus Cynthia Rothrock equals a thousand dollars somehow. I don't. I'm missing part so, of the equation, but I don't. That's how it was. Wait, what was that movie you liked so much with Gyllenhaal? Oh, uh, that where he's the uh, ambulance chaser. Yeah, but Hawk, what is Hawk, that called? Hawkeye, not Hawkeye. Hawk, Hawkman. Night that's Na- Nighthawk. Yeah. Night, night, Nightingale. Hawk. What did they call him in that? That's a thing. Yeah. Well, that's what the kid's trying to do. Is if you get some footage on the news it's a thousand bucks so he's just gonna follow LA. his teacher around and be like well apparently I- she has a reputation for picking fights oh yeah she's vigilante english teacher i guess hmm. this isn't her first go around huh that's what you guys are telling me yeah she, she yeah. purposely goes to the bad neighborhoods to use the atm so that she can kick the shit out of somebody once a day yeah she's got bloodlust yeah oh. and then she's just got a little notebook she's like one two three four is she is she like Dexter, but doesn't maybe kill? Like she puts herself in bad situations to get bad guys, just because she's got this dark passenger that rides within her that says, "You need to kick somebody in the face. The clock is ticking." Yeah, that's why it's called rage and honor. Oh, because she's rageful, she, mm-hmm. and then she goes out honorably okay. and kicks villains' asses. Not bad, Jax. She does in the like one of the next scenes goes to the ATM and takes forever. I'm like, why is she taking so fucking long? Oh, so she can get robbed. Yeah. And then she puts the money on the ground. Like, she's just out there baiting would-be criminals into, you know, crossing that line so she can kick them in the face. I'm going to put this foot on that side of your face if you try to pick up that money, bub. Uh, Also, Preston, Richard Norton's character, uh, Preston Michaels, he is a bodyguard and cop. He's moonlighting as a... Uh, bodyguard for musicians the who was He's, transferred from australia for breaking all the rules in australia and they're like we're transferring you to la because we can do that <laughs> i yeah i'm not sure how that all works and he doesn't get a gun He's like a special advisor to the police for wandering around or something. And then he <laughs> moonlights as a bodyguard for i guess for another la band I think that this is one of those programs where they're like, look, we've got a bad cop. You've got a bad cop. Mm-hmm. Maybe. We bad could... cop exchange? Yeah. Bad cop exchange. Yeah. You know, like the student exchange. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's promoting uh, cross-culturalism but yeah. with with cops who break all the rules. Right. They're like, okay, we got to get this shithead out of here. Let's dump him in LA. Hey, we this guy's dirty over here. Can we get rid of him? No. you ha- It's LA. You got to keep the dirty cops. We only accept cops who break all the rules. All right, Johnson, you sharpened your pencil one too many times. You've broken all the rules. Get out of here, you fucking nerd. Not that kind of rules. I mean, like, I've got, I'm going to do my own brand of justice. I'm going to pee with the toilet seat down. No, that's not the rules. I'm, t- I'm talking about yeah. vengeful justice. Call. I'm going to see. I'm going to pee sitting down. <laughs> I'm going to steal pens out of somebody's desk. No, no, like, like, punch a guy too hard. That's what we're talking about. <laughs> I'm going to use all of my teammates' post-it notes. No, no, no. Like like going in without a warrant. Those rules. 
I'm going to empty Steve Stapler and then laugh when he tries to staple papers later. I'm going to write on this carbon copy pad without using the separator and ruin the whole thing. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, she she's getting mugged while he's witnessing a mugging outside of a club and which just leads to simultaneous carotting from across town. Yeah, we just need to know that both of these people are ass-kicking vigilantes that are not permitted to do this. Mm-hmm. Breaking all the rules. That's not honorable. Uh, it's it's. But they were trying to be honorable. Well, he's trying to be honorable by saving a lady. Yeah. She's just out there. I gotta kick somebody in the fucking oh, face. Oh, so maybe she's rage and he's honor. Maybe. Maybe. Okay. All right. Well, yeah, because he goes into the chief's office and uh, she's like, you can't be going around stopping crimes. You stop any more crimes. You can go back to Melbourne because of the exchange program. You got to break all the rules. Stop breaking all the rules. God damn it. And he's like, OK, here's some origami. Right. Because he does that like 10 times in this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. More than Edward James almost in Blade Runner. He is the Batman of origami. Yeah, because you never see him do it. Right. But then he just leaves it there. Yeah. After he's gone, that's when you find the origami. And you're like, ah, he Batmaned me in a dumb way. <laughs> he's like zapping him, right? Because he's being reprimanded. And he's like, duh, 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 duh. I care so much about this. And they're like, oh, God damn it. It's a little tiger. That guy doesn't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> So he bumps into Chris at at the station. He's like, hey, you're the lady that I like. And she's like, oh, well, what are you doing tonight or tomorrow night? And he's like, "Uh, well, I'm hoping to take you out to Sizzler dinner. And she's like, well, come to my karate class instead, because I I think I'm going to I think I'm going to punish your balls. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, it's she gives him a flyer and it's a seminar for. The art of martial science. <clears throat> Meanwhile, across town, Brian Thompson's hair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, across town, Brian Thompson is being a cinematic unicorn. <laughs> uh, his hair. I mean, like we're. This is probably the most breakdown we're ever going to have in this movie of any particular <laughs> substance. But his hair is insane. It's like the ultimate warrior's hair, but done by supercuts. Yeah. <laughs> Where they just kind of cut the front of it off, but they left the back. And so he's like, but if I part it in the back and I push it forward, it looks pretty cool. Right. Right, guys. And like, what's that? What's that technique where they run a comb through your hair and then chop it, it like in waves? Is that feathering? I think so. Yeah. But he, it's not business up front party in the back. It's like. I want a big party in the back, and I want a poof party up top. Yeah, it's a, it's a poof party up top, and a big party in the back. Like It's a pompadour meets, <laughs> right. it, it meets a mullet. <laughs> it, it's incredible. It's one of the worst haircuts we've and ever seen. And he's got a perm on top of it. That's true. That has fried the ends of his hair, so that, like you could just see right through his hair, and you're just waiting for it to just break off. Yeah, it's like fall a, off in a big clump. It's like if Uncle DDP <coughs> hadn't been bald and was like the if you mashed up Uncle DDP and the Honky Tonk Man, you might yeah. have this. 
I think that this hair is what Uncle DDP and the Honky Tonk Man wanted, but they didn't have enough hair mm-hmm. for it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and then it gets even weirder because yeah. he's doing the bad guy thing, like uh, the Die Hard 2. He uh, lights a candle and then throws the match on the floor haphazardly. Yeah. He, I mean, he's trying to burn down the shithole he's in. Guys that are villains that have apartments, I guess, just always do this. Like, where it would. Well, finally, I get a moment alone. I can do weird shit to myself. I, usually, I do this with no pants on, but... Yeah, he, he's doing it without a shirt mm-hmm. on. And that's the thing, is that if that hair wasn't there, the rest of this is still really fucking weird. Right. But with the hair, you're like, holy shit. And he's like pain-sturbating mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in his apartment shirtless. Yeah, yeah. Like, it is so strange. And then, like, he, so he lights his hand on over the candle, which, okay, yeah, that's fairly... That's fairly uh, straight-laced villain guy by himself. <coughs> Sorry. Behavior. Uh, but then he's got... <laughs> Wait, hold on. Back okay, up. Okay, all right. baiting's general villain behavior. Yeah, I mean, like I say, you know, I see these guys when they, get some, as- when they get some free time. This is the type of activities they get into for the most part. <laughs> And so what you're saying is like, oh, you know, I painsturbate like any other. I don't get weird about it and dress up. And he's gotten weird about it and he's dressed up. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Okay. But then he moves on from the candle and he's basically got a sawhorse made of ice in his his apartment that's been sitting there for God knows how long. And you hear him. You hear the sizzle of his hand as it hits the uh-huh. the ice. Yeah, yeah. As he slides across it sexily with his burn up hand. Right, and th- uh, this is all in slow motion, like and and that nineties, like it's not grain that they're putting into it, but it's it's a little grainy. You know what I mean? The whole yeah, and the the sizzle. I got it. The foley work in this is like deranged mad science mm-hmm. foley whoever mm-hmm. the foley was for this deserves applause it is weird it is weird foley work and then so then he smashes the ice like a normal karate guy right but then he's like whoo i am pooped and he just sits down on the couch and takes a nap <laughs> no because then then his his girlfriend comes in and she's like i heard you break the ice i'm here with your thing of cocaine <laughs> Let's get this day started right. Ooh, that was that was a rough workout. I've been like villainy. Trust me, it's it's stressful. Like you know, getting up, doing my hair, deciding what shirt to not wear. Uh, that's a big one. It's, it's stressful work. I need a break. I broke I broke that ice. Now I need a break. <laughs> break me off a piece of that. You know, I mean, what do you butter. do? Ap- what do you do after you pain bait? Don't you have to rest? Uh, why smoke you go jogging afterwards yeah, what yeah i guess all right you're right if you're pain if you're painsturbating right you're leaving it all out on the field you're right i'm i'm doing a horrible job as a as a podcast ho- host i'm i'm embellishing on on trying to make painsturbating seem a little bit more exotic than it actually is <laughs> well he didn't light up a cigarette so we yeah. know that he's health conscious <laughs> All right. Or is it because he doesn't want to catch his hair on fire? Oh, but no, he did the candle thing. So he's he's flirting with disaster as it is. <laughs> and then he's like, he somehow he got a flyer, one of her flyers. The lady brought it in because she put it on his girlfriend's car. I thought you might be interested in this. And he's like, Ugh, 
nobody does karate in my town and lights it on fire. Like, and then burns his apartment down for a second time. <laughs> That's right. Uh, karate. Okay, so at karate class, the chief is there. What are you doing here, chief? Ev- everybody in the movie but Terry Trace and Brian Thompson are at this karate class. Like, well, why, why wouldn't I be here? Uh, this is what everybody does in L.A. They go to Cynthia Rothrock's karate class. Well, and let's be realistic. She was there because her hair was stuck in a spear and oh, it was boy. stuck to the wall and here she couldn't go. get out. I knew you had to do it. Those are actually called something, Jackie. That wasn't a prop accident. They're spears that have a, a, their tassels, but they're made of uh, horse yeah, hair. Yeah, but it looked like her hair. It was bad, it was bad framing, I understand. But uh, Well, in L.A. in 1993, pretty much everybody did go to X amount of karate classes, followed by a trip to Benihana's, mm-hmm. and then they thought that they were being cultured. Mm-hmm. That's true, yeah. Uh, so she's, he's like, what are you doing here? And she's like, well, I'm here to explain the past. See that lady over there, Chris Fairfield, Fair, child, Fair, Fair Fox. Uh, she, uh, she had a brother and a family, family died, brother's missing. And now she's on a path of vengeance against this guy named Conrad Drago, who we're also trying to bust for drugs. So we're using her as basically the fist of justice. Yeah, maybe he'll show up because he's already killed the sensei. And, you know, real estate in L.A. is just fucking crazy. Right. And I believe that he's next in line for this apartment. So Mm -hmm. any day now. Yeah, right. (laughs) And Catherine Bach is there because she's shit faced and she needs a ride home from the two detectives. (laughs) Um, so they, Chris and Preston, they, they do, of course, karate demo together. Finally, that's how we, you know, it's a lady and a man karate movie. They got to, you know, have a little fun, fun, uh, sparring together, you know, of course. And, uh, she beats him up pretty good. Uh, but then, uh, he, he sees the cops leave, like they're there to, they're also there to watch karate, I guess, with children. And they're just like standing behind the children and like making like the old men in the balcony and the Muppet Show style comments to each other. Yeah. And uh, they're like, okay, this has gone on long enough. We got to go do illegal cop stuff. We got to be go dirt, dirty cops. And he's like, oh, they, those guys are dirty cops. I should follow them, even though I have no idea what my motivations for anything is at this point. So, yeah, he just leaves and they're like, oh, this is too stupid. Let's go be dirty cops somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And he's tailing them. Right. And then Paris is tailing him. He's like that. This guy looks interesting. I bet you I could get a thousand dollars from videotaping him. Uh, the night hunter or night, night hawk, night hawk, hawk guy, hawk night man, whatever <sighs> that's called. And uh, ends up on a roof <laughs> like he's Batman. <laughs> With his skateboard. Doesn't bother to leave the skateboard like. And by the window. Why did, you, why did you bring the skateboard on the roof, Dum Dum? Yeah, it's like for fast escapes. Uh, <laughs> maybe on the other side of this warehouse is a half pipe, and he was going to drop into it. I feel like in Tony Hawk Pro Skater Two, I actually was able to like ollie over half of that town. <laughs> I believe it can be done in real life. I've seen Danny Wade jump over like half of Montana. Uh, so. 
So on one roof is Paris, and then on the other roof is Preston. He's watching these dirty cops deal out cocaine from the trunk of their car in, like, in onesie-twosie deals, like, hey, cocaine store right over here. Get your cocaine. (laughs) Come on, step on up. Best cocaine in town. They're, and they they know everybody by first name. Hi, Larry. <laughs> it's good to see you again. Here's your bag. Here's, here's your bag and and your uh, bonus coupon. Two for one next week. Just so you know. Come come back. Of course, I'll punch your stamp card. <laughs> 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 you know, after you buy the first twenty bags, you get a you get a small baggie for free. And you can order online now. We deliver. <laughs> Yeah, the heroin punch card is just the inside of your arm. (laughs) (laughs) Looks like I get a free one, right? Uh, You mean a free opportunity to give me a blowjob or die? Yeah, you get one of those. (laughs) It's a living. (laughs) Technically, it's not. (laughs) I'm high. I don't know the difference. Uh, So... He's videotaping this all shakedown, and uh, it Preston goes down to like bust these two cops way after they're done conducting their business of the day. Like, didn't stop them from selling the drugs. Is now like, hey, I saw you guys sell those drugs. Now I'm gonna beat you up. And they're like, okay, well let's fight. So they fight around a little bit, and Pre- and Paris is filming the whole thing. But then the big boss shows up, and her name's Rita. And she's wearing somebody else's red jacket. Yeah, right. It's way too big for her. But that was this was the 90s. That's what it was supposed to look like. And she's like, hey, dirty cop one. How about you guys get better at selling drugs? And he's like, how about you get better at combing your hair? She's like, nobody talks about my hair. She shoots him in the face. And Preston's like, whoa. And Paris is like, dude, got it. Totally got the shot. Oh, no, my skateboard. It was his Sprite. He's Sprite can. Yeah. It's thirsty work up there on the roof. So he had a Sprite and he knocked it over and tipped himself off. Mm-hmm. Also, did you notice that Terry Trace does not know how to hold a gun? Oh, yeah. When she gets the tough guy, like, nobody talks like that to me. It, she, it, It's like up at her chest and she's like, yeah. oh, no. She's more scared of it than Bruce Willis. Oh, yeah. She's like. I'm the toughest lady ever. Pew, pew. (laughs) I know my nail. Well, she got hit in the face. Yeah, he did slap her. And I'm not going to lie. If I was a super villain lady and somebody hit me in the face, I would turn around and shoot their ass, too. Well, yeah, but you got to do it cool. You can't be like, oh. Well, it's not like she could stick her whole arm out, dude. There's not like that much room. If you hold a gun like this, it's what does she have? Was it a 38? It was a big gun. It was a nine millimeter. Yeah. Every gun in this, I think, is a nine millimeter. Yeah, it's, it's, it's big enough. If you shoot it like that, a you're gonna break both your wrists and then crack your sternum from the recoil. Oh, ow! Can't shoot a. G- you, you probably lock you have your a good elbow. chance of dropping it. Yeah, that too. At least that too. You gotta lock that elbow. Let your shoulder take the impact as you go. And look cool. Or in 1993, you gotta turn it sideways. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Blap, blap. So, demonstrating the complete lack of knowledge towards ballistic flight. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm going to turn this sideways so it goes in the wrong direction. Yeah. It'll, uh... Designed for gravity, not this. <laughs> blap, blap. Uh, I think she probably would have still hit him if she turned it sideways. She was pretty point blank. 
Pretty close, yeah. Um. Anyways, so they hey, there's a kid up on that roof, and he just totally filmed you shooting some guy in the face, a dirty cop. And uh, there's a cop right here, and uh, go get the kid, and I'll get the cop. And the cop is like, no, I'll get the kid. You stay here and go to jail. And he's like, no, I'm going to go get that kid. You go back to Melbourne. And they both say, at the same time, agree to disagree. And they go their separate ways. So Paris falls off the roof, uh, breaks his neck, and uh, the tape rolls into traffic and gets ran over. <laughs> That's your movie. Okay. You guys are no fun. Uh, so they, no. they chase after him, uh, and he's skateboarding down the street. He's like, the fast getaway. And he, he ollies this homeless guy and like does a tail grab at the same time. And I'm like, dude, you probably should have gone for a kickflip there because uh, then you could have transitioned into a manual and it would have been sweet and still like kept your momentum going. But now you're a little slower. That guy's catching up to you. Yeah, and dirty cops are not known for their foot speed. Right. It's one of the reasons why they went dirty is because they're just slow and fat usually. Because they're donut debt. Yeah, that's the only reason they actually show up to the office is for the donuts. And then they know that all their real dirty cop work gets done on the streets. Mm -hmm. So they so they go to the donut dealer and they're like, Gary, I just give me my donut fix. And Gary's like, well, you got two options, either suck this penis or I'll put it on your tab. And then you go into debt on the donut debt and they send collectors and then you got to be a dirty cop to pay off your donut debt. And if you're the donut dealer, the next time they come in, you just have the donuts around your penis to signify <laughs> what needs to happen in order for the donuts to be uh, gathered. <laughs> okay, so um, so he the kid gets into some alley and he's like looking for somebody named Baby and he's baby oh babying and he, he gets the t rid of the tape and we don't get to see baby and i don't really understand why uh but uh tape is gone uh one of the goons grabs him beats the crap out of him and then uh he's about to kill him but then preston stops it and he's like no don't kill that kid uh you get to go to the hospital without any teeth today and then he <laughs> takes preston to the hospital as well like i'll carry both of you guys <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a real nice guy. <laughs> At the hospital, he calls the chief and he's like, hey, I found this kid. Uh, he wants he's he had a tape and I uh, watched a murder and uh, it was this lady and she shot a cop in the face and uh, helped me out. And the, I, this is where I'm also confused because the chief's like, yeah, why don't you come in and we'll talk about it? And then an APB gets put out on him. Yeah. So is the chief well, dirty? No. So what happens is, is Terry Trace shoots the guy uh -huh. and then she turns and she goes, you shot him. So the other dirty cop has already filed the report oh. that Preston Michaels has gone rogue and killed another officer. Mm. Okay. So because he was being the tough cop and he didn't file his fucking paperwork. Right. He's so he's, all the rules. he's under the gun now. Yeah. Okay, so all these other cops that are trying to kill him aren't dirty cops. They're just cops. Well, we're talking about the LAPD in 1993. Okay, all right. They are, they're LAPD is what they it's are. It's the LAPD okay. in okay. 1993. They're not, they're not uh, under on the dole of Conrad Drago. They're just LAPD doing their usual LAPD stuff. 
Freeze, Mr. Because <laughs> that even happens. He's at the hospital. There's a cop right next to him, and they both, like, do the high noon thing. They both, like, ugh, ugh. Well, and it doesn't other. help that the other cop has his radio, and it's blaring. Uh-huh. That, hey, this guy is at the hospital, and the cop's, like, standing there going, yep, there he is. I guess I'll just pull out my gun. I'm and not going to start firing. Yeah. Not, like, he, he dives over a desk, in, and he's like, oh, shit, and he shoots him. In the hospital. Uh-huh. Just whips out his gun and starts fucking spraying bullets. Uh, I came in here for a broken leg and got shot in the face by the LAPD. Thanks, LA. <laughs> then, that, like, next month in the report, you guys beat 70 people to death, and they go, well, you told us to stop shooting right. them. Okay. Maybe specifically I should tell you to just stop <laughs> killing people for no reason. Okay, where are we at on uh, LAPD versus LA gear? <laughs> are we taking LA gear? I mean, their I'm shoes taking really LAPD. suck. Okay, I'm yeah. t- LA gear sucks. Yeah, it sucked I'm, pretty bad. I'm taking the PD. <laughs> um, I would never be caught dead in wearing LA gear. <laughs> I had a pair of LA gears. I had to because they're uh, we were poor and they were cheap. <laughs> they were way cheaper than Nikes or Vans or anything else. And they had TV commercials, and you're like, maybe they won't make fun of me. Nope. <laughs> nope they did. What rhymes with gear? You can figure <laughs> out yourself for that. That's true. Oh, um, boy. This is also the first time that Richard Norton gets shot and is not bothered by it one bit. Right? Yes. He gets... It's framed later like it grazed him, but we see it happen, and it is a yeah. direct... Like, his lung has been perfed. His it, pancreas probably ruptured. He's dead. He's dead. It probably takes him a little bit. Like, if they do a really good job since he's already in the hospital, they might save him. But it's directly in the side. It probably takes four organs with it on the way out. It is not a good place to get shot. Um, So he fights. He gets up and fights his way out of there, and he gets away. And then he's like, oh, shit, I I don't have a place of my own that I can... I, I live on the streets, I guess. So I'll go to that lady's karate dojo that I was at earlier because that's the only place I could logically go to. And he stashed a shirt there earlier. And he what? was hoping that it was in her laundry and that I she'd guess. done the laundry by now. He has a change of clothes at her house, which is that's what happens in this next scene. He goes to her house and she starts sassing him. And he's like, I'm just here for some of my clothes. Secret life partner. <laughs> Because there's never any romance that develops Uh between these two when you're thinking that's going to happen. But he has a shirt, a whole change of clothes at her house. So I don't know what's going on. And and then he's like, she's like, what are you doing here? And he's like, well, after I get this shirt on, I'm going to that I left at your house. uh, I bet you didn't know that all my stuff's here. And uh, after that, I'm going to go out and I'm going to get street vengeance. You want to come? And she's like, yeah. So now they're teamed up without any like, like. I'm going to go get this guy named Conrad Drago, even though I have no knowledge of what he has to do with the plot of anything other than the one time I was here earlier, the chief said his name. So I guess the all leads roads lead to Conrad Drago. And she's like, Conrad Drago, uh, I'll bookmark that name for spoilers later in her head. Yeah. But that doesn't happen. He just says, I've got to go find this tape. And, but he does tell her about what happened to Paris and that's why she's on board. He has no knowledge of who Paris is. He's never spoke to him, not said two words. Yes, he did. No, he didn't. He's he when he found him, 
All Paris said was, oh, baby, baby. They met at the police no. station. Paris? Yeah. yeah. Yes. He was filming when Cynthia Rothrock and Preston meet. He was filming all of that. Okay. And then and then Preston walked over and said, hey, what are you doing right there, bud? And he's like, well, I'm filming Cynthia Rothrock because she's Cynthia Rothrock and I'm going to make $1,000 by being a night eagle, the hawk, night, night, night man. Night man. <laughs> And, oh, okay. Well, how do you two know each other? Oh, well, I'm in her civics class. Um, and well, there was a time where I wasn't doing very good. And so she helped mentor me. And I, she brought my grades up. She's a really good teacher. None of that happened. He was no. there with a the camera. That's it. He did do the $1,000 bit. Yeah, he did. And then he turned, he's like, well, how do you know her? And he's like, we've been married for 16 years. Because <laughs> that would explain their relationship. She just, she just says she was really drunk at the time. Doesn't remember. <laughs> no, they're just, they've, this is how they keep it interesting. No. <laughs> but he's, he lives there, obviously. Jackie, you want to know each crime? other? Like, you have any, it would be interesting. I kind of, but. I don't think we'd be very good at it. Yeah, I think I'm going to get shot like right, right away. Because oh, I don't even think we'll get anywhere near somebody who has a gun. Like, we'd probably, like, try to fight crime, and it would mostly be just us yelling at bad drivers. <laughs> like, like yeah. fail to yield? Let's get them. <laughs> Staking out who's been parking illegally, making it hard to turn out in the morning. Right? I've been doing some of that lately. Time to pay the piper, buddy. <laughs> the guy's like, look, what are you doing on my parking lawn? there. Or I call the city and they put up a sign and nobody parks there. <laughs> it's up to you. Also, why are you on my house? How'd you get up there? <laughs> Got to be perched on their house. Otherwise, you're not a good vigilante. Absolutely. <laughs> Who are you? I am Nightman. <laughs> I'm Nighthawker. Hawker. Night. Night and gate. Nighthawker. Nighthawker. Oh, God. <laughs> Don't remember. Just what wait till I get 18 wheels of justice. I only need 14 more. I don't remember what that movie's called. I mean, it's just pissing me off. Night Owl? Night Alligator. Night. Night of the guy who goes out and films crime. Night. Man to core. <laughs> Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah, I think that's it. <laughs> Okay. So, uh, so Rita, she stops by Drago's place and she's like, um, so funny thing today. I was, I was, I was going to the store and saw somebody moving drugs. And I said, Hey, you should move some of those drugs away from our territory. And he was like, he backhanded me, so I shot him in the face. Uh, and it's on videotape. And he's like, I have to protect you. Like, he's very protective. Not like, you're my minion and you fail me. Never fail me again or you get you get the machine. Uh, he's obviously the stay-at-home dad. And his is. role is to, you know, help her with her uh -huh. career and to really lift her up. And every once in a while, when he gets the opportunity to play the hero, he's going to take it. He's he's like... Because like, that way he establishes he's, he's still the man in the relationship. Uh, you can't uh, you can't be caught for this. You're too important. You're too valuable to me. Like, uh, we got we to gotta hide. We got to protect you. 
Instead of all, she also pretty much walks in, takes off her shirt, and blows him every time she meets him. So he's like, "I need you to keep doing that. This is, this is. I appreciate that. It helps the the stress of my day. I will get that tape. Yeah, but at this point, why not just be like, okay, so go get the money out of the closet, Mm -hmm. and uh, we're gonna we're getting the fuck out of here. Let's just go. We've been talking about Borneo for months. It's time. Let's just let's just leave. Let's just leave together. He pleads with her and she's like, live and die in L.A., asshole. Yeah. She's like, what are you talking about? I drive a Camaro. He's like, I know. It's, a, it's not even a good one. It's an iron. What about the yacht we talked about? The sailboat. We were going to sail. God, you're kind of a pussy, aren't you? <laughs> Christopher Cross, you and I. We were going to adopt a dog together. Right. A boat dog. Yeah. Going to go buy a jacket that isn't a circus tent with some shoulder pads. <laughs> I'll never get rid of this jacket, you little pussy. <laughs> she yeah. said after she gives him a blowjob. Uh, so he's like, no, I'm going to get that tape. So he calls Hannah the Hun, who is the leader of a lady gang. Their whole bag is to have, just be ladies. Uh, they've even got a sign on the back wall that says, white and black women unite. And I'm like, that's pretty cool. Uh, kind kind no, of equal no, opportunity ganging. No Mexicans yeah. and no Asians. Right, right. Oh, okay. oh, there's one. There's an Asian girl. Oh, yep. Okay. So I guess they just didn't include her because they have to have more than one to put mm-hmm. put it on the sign. Yeah. And then after a while, the sign is just super long and it's just from <laughs> like the ceiling to the floor. And anyone else yeah. unite. <laughs> black, wi- yeah. black and white. I'm actually half Dutch. <laughs> <laughs> there's not room for them to sign for that, Karen. Yeah. <laughs> you look white, so you're in that category. Uh, isn't there a really dumb song, like a dumb rap song? I know that there's I like them brown, yellow, Puerto Rican or Haitian by Tribe, but I think that there's a Will Smith song that's also like I like all the women of the world, but he says like I think he says black twice. <laughs> Sure. It's somewhere in between the tribe song and uh, Krispy Kremes I made out with every girl in the world. And that's pretty much Will Smith's entire rap career. Right down the middle. <laughs> right in right between. Right in between that. <laughs> Maybe leaning towards the Krispy Kreme side a little bit. A little bit. I saw your blinker, bitch, is pretty Krispy Kreme. <laughs> Or you saw my whatever I did. Yeah. I saw your blinker, bitch, and I crashed. I saw into your you. blinker. I fucking hit you anyway. I'm a bad driver. Rap, homie. Just so many girls. Somehow that didn't make it to the top of the charts. I've, I've never, I never understood why. And it's really just a shame. When we listened to that album in CD Roulette Night, it was like DJ Jazzy Jeff like left after the first three songs. <laughs> you know what? I got a thing. <laughs> I got like, this is shit. You wrote those lyrics? I am leaving. <laughs> uh, this is also like when they're like, where's Paris? It's like the first of like 15 opportunities that his snarky ass doesn't just go France. Right. Because <laughs> every time they said it, I said it uh-huh. until Sandra was like tired of it <laughs> by like the fifth time. But then by the 10th time, it was funny again. So, uh, okay. So here's where we're at. 
uh, Hannah, she's he's like, hey, can you um can you get this Australian dude off 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 of this? And oh, by the way, third week in a row, pinball machine in a movie. Oh, brother. Okay, uh, that's true. And she's like, well, aren't you more interested in like a tape or something that has evidence of your your girlfriend uh, committing a crime? And he's like, no, I want this Australian guy who's already got the entire LAPD chasing after him. I want you to get involved in that part of it because he's obviously going to come to the ghetto where your guys are right, hanging out. Right. Obviously, of course, of course. And and then I'll owe you more money just to take out this guy who's probably going to get shot by the cops. But now you're you've got a bigger take in my business. So and also that tape is still floating around out someplace. And I'm not asking about it because I'm a dumb dumb. There's also a line that I wrote down here that happens right in this discussion where he's like, what happened? And he's like, I don't know, an uptown lady and a Japanese fighter. I just thought that that's fun. I didn't. I don't. I didn't. I missed that one. Yeah. Okay. Because she's, she has a Japanese fighter, like her henchman. She only has one henchman. Oh yeah. She has like true. a Ronin samurai. Yeah. It is crazy. Yeah, and that happens. The he they get in a, a fight here. Those two, Preston. Yes. Because they're out looking for the tape, and I guess Rita's like, "Well, I'll freelance looking for the tape with my man," and uh, they get in a fight on top of a roof. And Preston gets chucked over the side, but then the the karate guy is like he sees a cop car coming, so he's like, "Here, give me your hand," and then he pulls him up, and then they bow and walk away from each other. It was really weird. They're friends now. They're buds. Like it's weird because at the end of the movie, they're they're friends. So like this is he's like gonna kill him, but he's like, "Oh shit, the cops!" And then they like pull into the building, and the cops just keep driving by because they're like, "Oh man, being." shaken down out hanging out of a window of a building nothing to see here is that is that going to help our donut debt if we do anything about that yeah. no all right keep driving well i'm pretty sure that the japanese henchman lives at the apartment across across from drago's okay because there's one point in time she's walking in or she's talking to drago mm. and she's by the front door and if you look he's like in the background across the hall hmm. and another door so like he's like well can you guys keep it down? I'm trying to watch Seinfeld. And that's how he became the henchman. Because <laughs> they're like, you know, how much karate do you know? And he's like, well, I watched the Karate Kid three times this week. That's totally racist. Like That's if, how he learned his karate, Justin, well, was I, from the movies. I understand. You couldn't learn shit from the karate but, kid. But if they're neighbors and he's like, hey, can you keep it down? I'm watching Seinfeld. Hey, Asian guy, do you know karate? That's pretty racist. <laughs> doesn't matter whether he does or uh, not. This is the 90s? Yeah. Hey, you're Asian. <laughs> you know karate, right? Oh, I mean, this is the 90s. You're Oriental, right? Because 90s. He's like, no, I'm not a rug, but thank you. Yeah. Stupid. So, uh, Chris gets into the cop car that's that's there, and she looks him up on the computer and sees that he's wanted for murder, and she's like, hey, you lied to me. And he's like, no, I'm... I'm being framed and set up and she's like i don't even know why i'm here and he's like i'm i was pretty confused about why you volunteered earlier but i just kind of went with it you know i mean you're fairly hot so i thought maybe i thought it was great though that she doesn't even like go to check on paris no (laughs) (laughs) he's in the hospital there's no like she's not in there like i wonder who left this origami thing here Uh you know like oh i care now it's like nope She's follows follows the muscles. Yep. 
She's like, you've got it. I mean, they've been married for 16 yeah. years. They've got it down. I guess that's true. Uh, so she takes him to this bum. His name is Baby. It's our baby. It's the baby we've been looking for. Uh, look who's talking. And uh, I hated those movies. I know. So he's an insane. He's a guy. He's a former stockbroker guy who I think used to be friends with Chris. And then when her sensei died, he like took it really hard and started doing drugs and then became a bum because of it. Yeah. And he's like, how he's like, how many years has it been? Two, three. She's like five, five years, dipshit. Five years since I took a shower. Wow. Yeah. Quit passing out in your own piss. Whoa. And he's got orange teeth mm-hmm. because when he's not doing heroin, he's apparently huffing surveyor's paint. Uh, well, you know, sometimes they just leave it on the side of the road and it's easy to pick up as you're walking by. Well, maybe he's eating ground Cheetos, you know? No, that's some serious stainage. Yeah. Cheetos are pretty lethal. I mean, they can really, uh, you know, they can gloss up some teeth if you're uh, really into the Cheetos. I don't know. Maybe not. I'll see myself out. Okay. <laughs> so, Baby says that uh, he sold the tape to Eddie, and Eddie is also a guy from the beginning of the movie that I don't even remember really know how he was involved in the beginning of the movie. He called the police on Preston. For defending that alley trash. But what does he have to do with anything? I don't know what, because he's like, oh, he's got a chop shop. He can strip a car in 30 minutes. He's also an attorney, and he's got an Uzi. Uh-huh. And it's Tim DeZarn, who's in apparently all of this guy's movies. Okay. Uh, so some of the f- thugs find them, or, or the Huns, the Hun ladies find them, and we get some karate fight there. Mid-movie karate fight, we got to have that. And they get away. They climb up this ladder, and Baby's like, "Whoa, you guys kick kick a lot of ass. Uh, I'll take you. I'll take you, Eddie. Now, I wasn't going to before, but first, uh, we got to fix my five series uh, that I tore the top off of. Uh, you know, because it's L.A. And uh, I'll I'll drive you there in my unregistered, uh, no seatbelts apocalypse car. It's got a crock yeah. pot in the back where the back window should have been. There's a crock pot." <laughs> I looked at this when they were on that one of these scenes. There's a crock pot back there, uh, a teapot. Uh, it looked like some car, uh, like TV rabbit ear antennas. So this is his house. Yeah. This is baby's place. It's probably his leftover car from when he was a stockbroker. And, it is. and just like he never went home. Like the day it happened, the incident, he just he never went home. His house is still there. His maid's like, where is my paycheck, senor? And uh, wow. racist, but 1993, come on. <clears throat> and uh, uh, and he's a stockbroker and probably a big dick. You know, he was shooting nose candy the whole time. I mean, he just came out of the 80s. Well, like you saw Wolf of Wall Street, right? Doesn't make sense. He's like, oh, I got into drugs. I was like, well, apparently you didn't need to leave Wall Street. You were about to hit it big. Yeah, right. Yeah, they called you baby because you were one of the youngest stockbrokers to hit Wall Street, yeah. and you were good at it. Uh, you're you're amazing at stocks. Here's your pile of cocaine. Why would you leave? Here's your complimentary cocaine. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like when you get hired with Merrill Lynch. They're uh-huh. like, welcome to the team. Uh, cocaine can be found in the break room. Mm-hmm. Uh, we recommend that you limit yourself to 10 ounces a day. Right. But we understand if you're going to go over, if it looks like the supply is getting low, let Betsy at the front <laughs> desk know so she can go out and get more. All right, great. And if people are screwing on top of the cocaine mountain, tell them to stop. There's other places to screw. <laughs> we have a room for that. 
Chris reveals that uh, Trago is her brother. Dun, dun, dun. And he's like, but your hair looks fine. <laughs> I don't get it. Because her hair's not actually nice looking in this movie compared to Draco's. Well, yeah. She's not wearing a dumb wig. And she's and she's <laughs> like, well, you know, he's going through some stuff. He got kicked out of the family for being a piece of shit. And, you know, after she got kicked out of the family for vigilante justice. <laughs> so she's vigilante justicing about it. It doesn't make a lick of sense. It doesn't make any sense. Uh, so Hannah calls Eddie and she's like, hey, uh, they're on their way over there because I know things. Uh, set a trap for them and uh, uh, it'll all work out. And Eddie's like, well, how about I just give you the tape? And she's like, no, no, I'm not. Uh, I'm not here for the tape. I'm here for this Australian guy. Like, that's what I was hired to do. I don't know why I was hired to do it. You could just literally give me the tape. I could take it over to Drago and be like, here's your tape. Give me a pile of money. And well, this whole thing could be done with. But instead, he's like, no, get the Australian guy. That's what I want instead of the, the thing that makes sense. And so now we got to go through this whole aberrant thing just to make Drago happy. Well, that and the girlfriend is like, we should kill your sister. Because you think about her more than you think about me. So it's time. Only when we're fucking. Okay. <laughs> That's why I just stick to the blowjobs these days. But uh, yeah, if we get rid of her, then maybe I can be number one finally in your heart. <laughs> maybe I would have to stop putting on a blonde wig and say, you know, pretending. I'm, <laughs> stop saying I'm your sister. Um, My okay. name's Chris. Yeah. Yeah. I know karate. <laughs> Watch me kick my leg up above my head. Do me. <laughs> okay. So they get to uh, they get to Eddie's and the bouncer there is like, no, you can't come in. You're not on the list. And they're like, well, I'm pretty sure we are because otherwise, if you don't let us in, then your whole surprise trap that your boss put together isn't even going to happen. I mean, we could just turn around and go home. And he's like, well, you're not on the list. Uh, the, the list, the list, the list. That's how all bouncers think about, right? It's a stupid list. He's like, get in line. And baby's like, what line? And he's like, start one. Yeah. And then so Cynthia Rockrock's like, I'll I'll go over there. She's like, hi, like it's so great, and I just really need a party. And he's like, yeah, fuck off. The list. Uh, you don't look rich enough to drink here. And then the Australian guy tries his hand. It's like, dude, they all showed up together. What are you guys thinking? Just kick his ass already. Yeah, just kick his ass because just kick his ass the, already. The thing that sends it over the edge is the bouncer calls Preston Canadian. He's like, nobody calls me Canadian. That's when he says, is everybody in L.A. an asshole? Uh, no, it's like. No, that's when he says it. I know, I, un yeah. I understand, but like the bouncer's like, no, seriously, I, I'm not good with accents. Where are you from, bro? Uh, welcome to the United States. I hope that you uh, you enjoy our uh, our culture and our landscapes. And yeah, he's like, I, I, no, you call me Canadian. Nobody calls me Canadian because Canadians are friendly and Australians are also supposed to be friendly uh yeah at this point he's like look there's no animals trying to kill me when i go to the beach no there's lots of animals in canada that try to kill you i mean they're it's people's neighbors are literally grizzly bears so that we have that in common the weather's terrible there the weather gets like it's always on fire in australia so we have that in no you're right i might be we canadian the, we both got the queen on our nickels right, right. i'm getting confused um, where i'm my where i'm which one's an island is it Canada? I think I'm Canadian. <laughs> well, if you're from more like the bouncer's born and raised in L.A., so he doesn't actually know anything about Earth past Azusa. <laughs> right, right, right. 
Um, so he's like, he punches him out for calling him a Canuck. And uh, Eddie then he's like, come on in. Uh, give me that. Give me the tape, man. Or I've got the tape on Marlowe. Sure where the tape is. I'm pretty confused on the tape management. But either way, uh, here's Newsy. And he shoots up his own club. Just the basement, which was already a piece of shit anyway. Oh, no, he shot up he all shot of the, the fancy liquor at his bar. Well, first off, Baby saves the day by getting the tape. No, he doesn't. As the guy is going up the stairs, he grabs the tape, pushes the guy down, but the guy gets back up, kicks Baby's ass, and takes the tape back and continues to run. Right. It's like, that's not saving the day at all, Jackie. That's actually, that's actually fumbling on the one yard line. But then they shoot up the bar because everybody starts running. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's part of their trap. And after, during the chase scene, I didn't see, because I was writing something down and I looked up, and Richard Norton was flying. Like, Did he need to jump over something, or did he yeah, just start flying no, for a little he, bit? So the guy pushed a, a, a dumpster out in front of him, and he was like, ha-ha! Whoa! <laughs> and he flew over the top yep, of it. Yep. Swan dived. Barrel roll, yep, back great. up and running. Yep. Uh, it's pretty funny. And uh, so he chases him straight to Hannah's. And that's their trap. And so they're like, ha ha, got you. Uh, you came in here to our lady cave. And now you're in a lady cage. Um, yeah, but Dirty Cop is also chasing them on foot. Right. When is this guy going to learn that he's like one chase away from a heart attack? Mm-hmm. He should really just stop. Donut dead. Uh, so they're like, welcome to our lady cage. Uh, you seen Cage Uh You guys are you know, interested in any of that? Because we could put a couple ladies in there. That's kind of our thing. I mean, lady gang. Except for the one that I'm pretty sure was a man. He might, she, might, she might be a man. We're not, we're, we're not going to ask, okay? We're just, you're, you're good. Don't, you don't have to prove anything to us if you, if you want to. Why does she always shower alone? Yeah. I mean, she talks like, hey, guys. <laughs> but, you know, we're. Why is she always shaving her face? We're very accepting in the Huns, you know? If you got to shave your face uh, on daily occasion and you got a, you got a big Adam's apple, you know, we're not here to judge. We're here to do crime, but not to judge. Okay. That seems like a pretty progressive policy. I think I can get on board with yeah. this. Now go kill those I, fools. <laughs> I feel like you're talking about Faith Minton, who is actually a woman and a former pro wrestler. Okay. Uh-huh. Oh, well, now I feel like a complete fucking a-hole. Yeah, she could uh, probably. Uh, break, she could kill me. And she could throw you uh, out of the ring. Yeah, sorry. So the cops, uh, they tell Drago that uh, they're at the Huns and uh, we're that dirty cop. And Drago's like, uh, okay, cool. Thanks. Uh, that was my idea. And the cop's like, I'm out. Uh, the Huns are involved. Uh, this is getting too much because I don't fuck with no lady gangs. And he's like, you're not going to shoot me. Yeah. So she fires like right in between his legs. Yeah, well, no, you're, you're way past. You pay attention. So uh, he's like, I'm getting out of here, Drago. And Drago's like, you're not going anywhere, Buster. He's like, yeah, I am. I've got a gun. And it's pointing at your face. He's like, you think you should shoot me? I don't think you could shoot me. Um, I'm fast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to. Guns are faster. No, no, I don't think they are. <laughs> I've got the clapper. You don't know what you're dealing with. Yeah. 
And then he just dives underneath the desk. Oh, shit, Batman. <laughs> ah, crap, the clapper again. He is fast. And, he, and then they switch, like, they do the old, the dark switcheroo where she sits in his chair and he stands behind her. Uh-huh. So I guess she got shot in she the face during all right, of that. Right. <laughs> Either that or a lamp is now collateral in the side of her face. <laughs> right, yeah, the shrapnel. And it's like really si- silly because he's like, before that, he's like, no, you're going to shoot yourself. And he's like, what? No, I'm not. No, I'm going to shoot this you. This is a really nice rug. <laughs> why, why would I shoot myself? Because it'll hurt less. <laughs> nice. And then he, yeah. then he like pins him down on the ground. The guy pulls his little tiny, tiny gun, his little yeah. ankle gun, his purse gun. And he's like. About to shoot Drago, and Drago's like, no, I don't think so. You're going to shoot yourself, and I'll show you how. I'm going to poke you here. I'm going to poke you there. I'm going to poke you here. It's stop shooting yourself. (laughs) Stop shooting yourself. That's what's happening Why are you shooting yourself? Why are you you going to shoot yourself? (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) So so that guy's dead. Um, And Rita stops by Hannah's. And the the tape is being played, and she's like, "Why don't you just mail it to the news?" And she's like, "Well, I thought about it, but here it is. I just why do you care if I watch it? Me and my ladies." And so they bring Preston and uh, Chris out, and uh, Hannah's like, "You know what? I want to see you guys go at it." Uh, no, 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 no. Okay, I'm sorry. I want to see you guys fight. Ooh, put your shirts back on. Actually, you know what? Take them off and then fight. Uh, but go at it. And he's like, "I'll never fight her. She's." My wife of 16 years, according to Sam. And she's like... Well, his shirt is off. Yeah, well, okay. I'll, all right. And it's it's a nice... Yeah, I'll, I'll it's take, a nice I'll, look. Ta- I'll take my shirt off. Yeah. I mean... Yeah. It was like... It's the right. least I could do. Yeah. Give you ladies a show. Yeah, well, and it's, you know, the 90s and my shirt's on. That's not right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's got to come off. So... Uh, she's, he's like, no, I'm not going to fight her. And she's like, okay, bam. Shoots him in the damn leg. And he's moderately bothered moderately, by it this time. Mo- he can still like kick like way above his head and shit. And he's like, it doesn't hurt. No problems walking, moving of any kind. He kind of tries to He doesn't to lamp. bleed blood when he gets <laughs> no, he shot. Doesn't. No, he has a little bit, but it's it's more like I fell down and got a boo-boo blood. Not like. <laughs> it didn't hurt. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, shoot me again. Yeah. See if I care. <laughs> shoot me right in the dick. <laughs> Pain don't hurt. Because <laughs> I'm high on cocaine. <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, so they kind of fake fight around a little bit. And uh, and she, like, ev- oh, my God. Now. The double flip kick. The double kick flip kick. Oh, my God. With the net assist. It's the springboard. It's incredible. It's basically worth the price of it is. It really yes. is. Especially with all the sounds that she flips through the air in slow motion. <laughs> and- the faces she's making when she's on the net, like, whoa, no, what's going to happen here? <laughs> it's awesome. Wee. Wee. <laughs> and she double leg kicks him in the chest, which causes him to fly forward right next to the tape and the gun. And he grabs both. And he's like, Hannah, you're coming with us. And I got this cool tape and we're taking it. And Hannah doesn't like this. I don't know if it bothered you guys, but it totally bothered me that she just kept referring to herself in the third person. Yeah. And I was like, bitch, you don't need to lean a gang. <laughs> yeah, she was tough to take. I was like, I And I think she was there for two reasons. Yep. I'll agree with that. Um 
pretty good reasons. <laughs> well, she was the delivery person for craft services the first day, and the original actress nope, dropped out. those aren't out. the two reasons, yeah, Jackie. Those are, Sam. Completely the two reasons. Uh, let's move on. <laughs> I know what you guys are talking about, you bastards. Don't think I'm stupid. I know you guys were thinking craft services, too. <laughs> yeah. Yep, sure. Okay, uh, so Baby pulls up, and uh, he's like, hey, guys, where you been? And she's like, Hannah's like, okay, uh, I guess I'm your hostage. Where do you guys want to go? And they're like, we'll take you to the payphone, and you can call the news station because you're tight in with them and tell them that you got a tape that uh, incriminates Rita, and the, and the news guy's going to spike the football and be like, I'm going to get a Pulitzer today. But we should say that Baby finally finds them. I already said that. You did? Yep, sure did. Uh, so they call the news, and the news guy's like, uh, yeah, that, that sounds good. I was, I'm was, i going to go get a Pulitzer today. Uh, how did you know I was in the hunt for a Pulitzer today? Uh, well, we didn't. We just were hoping that we would get a hold of somebody who's out for a Pulitzer. And it's, it's you, guy. So they're like on the line they're on the horn with ktla and then we've got we've got footage of a murder it involves drugs and then like before they can get done the person on the other end of the line has already hung up the phone (laughs) got 10 of those already sorry (laughs) we're at capacity in fact we're gonna run a bloopers reel next week (laughs) if you still if nobody else wants to call back wednesday we might put her on a midnight Mm -hmm. you're only gonna get 300 bucks for it Oh, man, L.A. All right, so the news is like, yeah, we'll come down, we'll meet you, uh, we'll get your videotape, and we'll play it on air. Uh, no, you won't. Um, and, but, but, oh, also, we have some messages for you, because the news station is a messaging service also, and this guy named Conrad Drago, who is wanted by the police, um, it's, it, which is weird why we didn't ask him any questions, but uh, ignore that part. He says to tell you that Paris was in the hospital, but he came and picked him up and is going to kill him unless he gets the tape. Uh, was that the end of the message, Barb? Yeah, scary. Okay. So, yeah, that's 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 it. Uh, we'll see you soon. Did you already talk about the message? Did I talk about baby finding? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It's just it's like, what an ass thing to do. Sorry. <laughs> Just trying to play it off now. Yeah, you just checked out for a while, didn't you? <laughs> the listeners are probably checked out too. They're like, fuck yeah. this shit. <laughs> I also like that he was walking barefoot over the guy's brains. <laughs> that was pretty he awesome. Was. He's Drago. Like, I just love to feel the squish between my toes. Uh, okay, so Chris is like, hey man, you gotta do you, Preston. And you need that tape to clear your name. And KTLA and a Pulitzer is the only way you're going to be able to do that. So you keep it. I'm going to go see Drago alone. I'm his sister. What's the worst that could happen? I'll just pick up Paris. I'll be like, we'll talk it out. I'll, we'll be like, brother, you gotta, you, you gotta come back to mom and pops. It's Thanksgiving. They really want to see you. How about you just turn off this villainy thing and press Paris can come too. You know, let's just have a gay group hug. That's that's what I'm going to do. How about it, we go up to the roof? Okay. What's up there? Okay. You Where's see, Paris? Do you see that? <laughs> it's in France, silly. <laughs> do, do you see that oil thing over there? Oil thing. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, that's where I killed the sensei. <laughs> oh, fuck you. Uh, hey, 
<laughs> Why you gotta be bringing up old shit? That's not cool. Hey, where's Paris? You see Paris anywhere? Where where can I find him? I got this. It's in France, silly. Oh, he's uh, everybody with this funny Paris joke. He's like, but there is a bum couch over there that I covered him with a packing blanket. Oh, that was nice of you. He's he's dead what? under that mechanics blanket. Wait, what? I don't. Uh, Sam just totally cut off our improv Jackie. <laughs> yeah, he did. He's like, he's dead over there with the blanket. You guys quit being jackasses. <laughs> he's totally no butted us. <laughs> How about no? I was leading into the fact that Paris is quite dead. Well, if he's already dead, then why is she like stroking his hair and shit and holding his hand and being like, it's going to be okay. Paris, sweet Paris. Is, is, She's just is he... not that bright. <laughs> okay. So he's, he's already sleeping. dead at this point. And yeah, he's dead as shit. Is that why he's up He's on been the roof? dead for like three days. He looks... He looks blue. Why is he so stiff? <laughs> so they pretty much just right put now. him on the roof because he stunk. <laughs> right. They didn't yeah. want to have it in the exactly. house. I heard he Preston shits Michaels himself is after like, he oh, dies. Fuck, we should have taken this tape to the police. <laughs> what are we going to do with the dead guy? <laughs> just put him up on the roof let the pigeons get him. I didn't thought that far. Um, so, so they fight anyways. Uh, oh, oh, Preston's like, no, I, I told KTLA to take a hike. We're here now. We're up on, above you guys for some reason. You're on the roof, but we're on the roofer. This is the fucked up team. Yeah. What? Fucked up team. Do, 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 do. They got a homeless guy. Okay. And a weird lady green They're girl. not a team. They're not a team. And They're a, a team of idiots. They're not a team. They're just up there watching. They are. They are a team. Oh, oh yeah. They're Hannah could have split by now. No, she's got steak. She doesn't anymore. They gave her the tape to Terry Trace and she breaks it. Like, they're just standing up there like, I guess we're friends now. I think they're there for the show. You guys are okay. my best friends. So, anyways, they fight anyways. Everybody fights. Everybody's starting fighting. And uh, Conrad's like, ha ha, gotcha. And uh, he's beating up Cynthia Rothrock pretty good. But then she, like... Does some flying uh, Cynthia Rothrock style leg kicks and stuff and uh, leg grabs. Throws him off the roof and he gets tangled up in a cable or maybe he falls backwards off the roof. I'm not real sure. Um, he has a cable around his yeah. leg that's suspending him until she can help him because she still loves him. He's her brother. Give me your hand. And she, they get up and he's like, oh, this is also worth the price of admission. When she saves him and they're like, we're brother and sister again. And he gently runs his finger down the side of her face and she smiles. And he punches her right in the fucking face. <laughs> and then she goes over the roof. She goes and over. she like in the same position that he was going over the roof. She's like, ah, like, like, oh, if it hadn't been for that cable, he would have died. But now she's gone over the roof in the same manner. She's dead, but then she just lands safely on some air conditioners. <laughs> she got Ow. this like really hard metal box Ow. breaks her fall. Like, no, that hurt. Maybe she's not dead, but she broke some ribs. Yeah, she's pretty effed up. I'm saying like she's if he was gonna die happy. for going over the roof, she's gonna die for going over the roof. Oh yeah. Oh, thank God some air conditioners broke my fall. <laughs> <laughs> but baby runs down mm -hmm. to help her. Yeah. She's okay. I just fell on my keys. She's like, I'm not. <laughs> I'm really not. 
Oh, is that my is that my rib cage? <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> so then Preston's like, "Hey, you okay down there?" And uh, Conrad's like, <laughs> "You dummy, you came down here. I'm gonna fight you now." So they start fighting. Uh, they're all over the place. Hiya, hiya, hiya. And then he goes over like that. He kicks Conrad over. The same place that Cynthia Rothrock just fell over. And Conrad's like, it's cool. I'll just land on some air conditioners. Check this out. (laughs) Yep. No, I missed. The left side of the air conditioner is a bad spot to land versus the right side. Oh, these vents. I landed in vents. They poked through me like punji sticks. Yeah, and Hannah's like, don't worry, Drago. Hannah's called the ambulance. (laughs) This is great, too, because after he's obviously dead, it just cuts to Rita, Terry Trace, and she just turns to Norton and she's like, tame up. And he's like, no. And then him and the Japanese guy are like, farewell, old friend. (laughs) friend. (laughs) And then baby, uh, he walks over to Conrad and looks at his body. He's like, let off some steam, Bennett. And then walks away. Because that's what I would do. I would check his pockets for cash. <laughs> yeah. Okay. He's probably got a big ass wad of cash in his pockets. He's a he's a goddamn drug dealer. You just you gotta like unzip his pants and put like a hot dog sticking out of there. <laughs> that would be so Add funny. insult to injury or death <laughs> in this case. Okay, what's our one liner that we're gonna give Conrad if it's not let off some steam Bennett? Looks like that was the wrong side of the air conditioner to fall on. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> uh, Whereas the other side was okay because she landed on it and she's sort of fine. You know, you know, those, uh, a lot of those vents look like, like, uh, the vents that you have to have going out for bathroom. Cause you know, the poop, yeah. the poop makes too much methane. And it, if you don't have it vented, it will eventually blow up your house. So, uh, is there any poop related vent? Ventilate. Uh, looks like your ventilation is. Looks like up your to bullshit code. meter went down. <laughs> no, that sucks. That one really sucks. That's worse than mine that you interrupted. Looks like you have holes in you that shoot out poo smell <laughs> and you're dead. <laughs> Ding! <laughs> ten. <laughs> ten out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So, so then uh, she's like, "Get out of here! Get out of here, husband! Maybe for sixteen years?" Question mark. According to Sam, and he leaves, and he's uh, gets in the car at the, uh, the hitchhiker. He's like, "Where are you going?" He's like, "I'm headed thirty miles past Victorville. Where are you going? Anywhere you are, big boy." And drives off. Yeah, the it's the ambiguous ash, cash, or grass ending. <laughs> I'm guessing ass. Because uh, he doesn't have any grass or cash. No. And the the director who's playing the guy in the truck is quite surly, but he's like, oh, who gives a shit? Yeah. And we don't know why any of this happened or what Mm-mm. happened. Mm-mm. Well, but- he didn't have anything to defend himself with anymore, so... Fist one and fist two. 
no, like to legally defend himself. So oh, now yeah. he's got to go into hiding. Yeah, no, he's on the he's on the lamb. Uh, which is I my first being question. On the lamb was being on welfare. No, that's no the being dole. on the lamb is on the run. The the being on the welfare is the dole. You ding dong. Oh, all right. So, uh, question one: Does anybody go to jail? Well. Everybody could go to jail. Uh, Baby is a heroin addict. Uh, Cynthia Rothrock, at best, is a vigilante. Terry Trace is, should be going to jail, but she's not. She's gotten in her Camaro with her man, and they've made off to find another. I don't know if she needs like a guy to blow for her business model at this point. She can just sort of go on being her without him at this point. Uh... Catherine Bach, Captain Murdoch should be in jail for being drunk at work right, all the time. Right. Hannah the Hun, all of it's illegal. Yeah, but she just the, the, like just because you're doing illegals doesn't mean you go to jail. Um, case in point, president. Does anyone go to jail? No. Yeah, does no. Anybody, nobody goes to jail. I don't think anybody goes to jail. I have a question. Okay. Allegedly, according to the internet, Patrick Muldoon was in this movie. Did you spot him? I did I, not. I saw uh, Dermot Mulroney though. Really? No, no, I didn't. No, you didn't. But Mildoon is in this, apparently. Okay. I did not see him. I wasn't observing that deeply, though. So, questions, Jax? What do you think happens next? Yes, I mean, might as well do it. Sequel predictions. We're gonna we're gonna get there. So let's just say where everybody's at. He's on the road headed towards Victorville. It's the last time we see him. She's laying on top of a pile of air conditioners with a dead brother and possibly broken back uh baby probably just says well the cops are on their way hope you the best but i gotta get out of here because i'm a bum yeah and hannah's gone hannah's just like she batman her way out of there as well i think that um baby is probably going to end up with an overdose because he went through drago's rockets what what happened to rita rita took off she just drove off went back to the office yeah there's Tape's really no destroyed. reason for him. Tape is destroyed. He's dead. She's just going to run it without giving blowjobs, I guess. I guess. So maybe she likes it so much. She's like, hello, Japanese henchman. Would you like blowjobs? And he's like, who can say no? I kind of think because this was very common at this point in time, especially with these DTV movies, that the first one has nothing to, or the se- sec- sequel has nothing to do with the. But Well, that'll be tragic, won't yeah, it? Yeah, but they're going to get together. They have to get together in the second one, right? Well, I think that he gets in a drunk bar fight in the second one, mm-hmm. kills a man, and then he shows back up at her dojo and was like, I need a place to hide. I, I need a new shirt. <laughs> I need a new shirt. My my clothes are still here. She's like, usually your long weekends aren't this bad, honey. <laughs> I washed the green one again. I know you like that one. Yeah. Uh, or maybe, yeah, uh, I, I think it'll be unrelated to this caper. But I wouldn't be surprised if, like, they snuck in, like, years later and they're already a very clearly established relationship, like they're living together or something. On some tropical island? No, they don't have the budget for a tropical island, Jackie. It's going to be shot and filmed in L.A. again. But I bet you the cops are still chasing them. Of the $2 million budget, close to 500000 was the shooting permits. Yeah, no. Oh, my God. Um, Anybody else? Questions. I don't have questions. I have one. Would you guys recommend this film? Start with Jackie. Yes. Okay. 
Drago's hair makes it all worth it. Mm. And the net jump. Yeah. And the fact that she gets punched right in the face after he's like, I love you, sister. <laughs> because that is how you feel and about like your siblings. And the fucking kid is dead. Like, the whole thing. Like, we, we didn't even discuss the fact that if she hadn't given him the tape, or if they hadn't shown up, like, nothing, they would have won. They would have, like, yeah. like, oh, well, that... He's already dead. Uh, you're not getting shit. If they me. would have looked at Billy before they gave her the right. tape, like they are the worst vigilante team up ever. One of them has to run away from the law. Dead at the end of their vigilante dead justice. Paris, because they didn't lift up a blanket. The one who was most successful watched her brother die from poo smell. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Sam. It's an absolute do. And I would. Cynthia Rothrock's movies are just like this. They don't really make a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. It's mostly just for kicking and doing Cynthia Rothrock business. But this Norton team up is really elevated things to a level that is above a lot of the movies that I've seen. I had a really good time with it. And there's about five things in the movie that happen that if it was just the only thing, it would be worth watching just for the one thing. And there's like five of those things. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm uh, I'm not as chuffed about this movie as I think you guys are. I'm just over the fence. And if it was like you're on a desert island and I got to pick either Rage and Honor or Bounty Hunter starring uh, David or Michael Dudikoff. And I can't even remember who the lady was. Uh, I'm going Bounty Hunters by not give me Bounty Hunters. I that's my deserted island thing. Um, yeah, I didn't like Bounty Hunters as much as you kay. did. All right. So, um but yeah, it's just over the edge for me. So I guess that's three dues. But it's fairly, it's it's I it's mundane. This is like a like a just a there's a thousand movies like this that were being made at this point in time. Yeah, and this one doesn't do too much to stand out for me. Yeah, but how many it, of them had sweet cliffhangers at the end? But this is not really a cliffhanger. Yeah. If you didn't know that there that's, was a sequel, you wouldn't know that's a cliffhanger. You'd just be like, that's the end, huh? Okay. I don't think it's a cliffhanger. I think, I think. Agree to disagree. Okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, so that's your show. Next week on the podcast will be Sam's pick. We've only, we should preface before we uh, get into that. We've only got two more episodes before our uh, sort of hiatus uh, when Jackie and I moved to Illinois. So got Sam's and then Jackie will close us out. So what have you got, Sam? We have to spend two ninety nine on Voodoo to see what happens in Rage and Honor too, oh, because it's okay. not anywhere else. Right. Yeah, I must know. Me too, Sam. I must know. <laughs> so creative, such a such a surprise pick. We're gonna do the sequel. <laughs> hey man, we just did that. Me I and know. Sam back to back last yep. time. Yep. You guys are you guys are sequel bros, I guess. Team up on the team yes. up. Yep. Right. All right, uh, you guys have a great week. Get to the chopper.